we live in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. everybody, welcome to Cannon Fodder. My name is Ed. And I'm Anthony. Oh, and I'm Matt. <laughs> As you're posting on Instagram. Yeah, I forgot that part. <laughs> Just being a millennial over here. Yeah. Uh, excited to have you guys back with us today. We have a great kind of kickoff episode uh, that we're going to get a chance to talk about today. And that is everything and everything and anything apparently <laughs> about the terminator so we're going to talk about uh the different terminator movies we're going to go into a little bit of the comic books and some of the different video games and we're going to talk a l- just a little bit about you know what is and what is not within what you could consider canon for terminator yeah m- more so i think than like any other franchise terminator has just set the reset button like every every yeah. couple of years they just pretend that something didn't happen that did well that's the best part about the whole terminator universe for me not the best but it's the best and the worst part because it has you know after terminator 3 came out and then salvation salvation was supposed to be the first in a new trilogy yeah that would tie to the original quote trilogy yeah, set in and the then, future right different yep. but because it wasn't good it obviously didn't get a sequel so then they well, that said it, it it wasn't just that it wasn't good there was production issues well there yeah there's a whole bunch christian of christian bale issues yeah. that was the one where he infamously like was screaming at right. the guy <laughs> oh good for you yep. good for you and then they tried to do the same thing in 2015 with Genesis, which was supposed to be the start of a new sequ- uh, of a new uh, trilogy, and it just spectacularly bad. <laughs> like I didn't think it yeah. was that bad. To be honest, I just get out, get out, out. just get you're the fuck you out. lose yeah. immediately. <laughs> Genesis was by far the worst. Like it was so convoluted. There were some okay aspects that we'll get into, yeah. but I mean, more than any of the other sequels, it was by far yeah. the, the worst. But so let's start at the beginning, right? So we'll start at the beginning with um, with Terminator One, right? So essentially, um, so Ed, as you 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 know, kind of put together, essentially what we're 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 looking at this is that there's four different Terminator universes. Right. So you've four got continuities. Four continuities, yeah, yeah, if you will. So you've got Terminator and Terminator Two. You've got Terminator th- leading into Terminator Three and Terminator Salvation. So first four movies made right, right off the bat, no shenanigans. You know, right. Each one yep. references the others. They're all set in order. Now, nice why? But was, as we touch on this, why do you think again that Terminator Salvation is connected to Terminator Three? Because I didn't. I I I, I remember going back and watching this um, last week, and and I really didn't feel that there was the connection there. So right, this is something we touched on just before yeah. we started recording, which yeah. is that. Terminator 3 introduces Claire Dane's character of uh, Catherine Brewster. Right. uh, Who then becomes Catherine Connor. She's John Connor's wife in Terminator Salvation. They recast her as Bryce Dallas Howard, but, you know, they both have red hair. And she's she's kind of his second in command. In fact, in Terminator 3, she's titularly the head of the resistance now because she's the one who sends back the Terminator. That's why, you know, the Terminator listens to her and not John Connor and all this stuff. Right, right, right. So they're building off of... That because of Terminator 3. And then also, you know, Terminator 3 ends with John Connor and her 
in the in the right. Crystal Peak, right? In this yeah. bunker, yeah. And can, they go and they go, "Who's in charge?" And he goes, "I guess I am." Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you know he's yeah. not quite fully in charge of the resistance yet. And right. Salvation begins. Right. But you know, like it, it, you know, it, it's it's clear that only a short period of time has passed. Yeah. yeah. So so I view it is the fact that you know, and Catherine Brewster is never mentioned again. She's not in Genesis, Dark Fate, the Sarkana Chronicles. She just disappears. But she's in both those movies. So I think that kind of like connects them all. And yeah. we can, and you can also make the connection too, even though it's not explicitly stated anywhere in Salvation. Um, but the fact that T three sets up this what what one of the things I hated the most about T three was that, you know, they go through all of this shit and then they're like oh, wait, okay, apparently there's actually no way to prevent Judgment Day. All we did from the events of T2 was delay Judgment Day. Right. So that's how you can easily tie it into Salvation. Again, even though they never specifically reference that event, you know, like in Salvation, you can easily say, oh, Judgment Day still happened, and now this is just the future. Like, John Connor was still there, Catherine Brewster, there's that connection, and now we're just in this future timeline. Right, and then, you know, they keep on pushing back Judgment Day. So So in the first two, it's supposed to happen August 29th, 1996. Yeah. Right, right. And then what they mentioned in three is that it's uh, supposed to happen July twenty fifth, two thousand four, which is when. Yeah. Right, and see that, right, when that movie, see yeah, that when for me movie. was the most fatal flaw of T three was that they didn't change anything really except for the date. Like it's still Skynet. Yeah. It's still this, and it essentially just right. makes it, it essentially devalues the events of T two. And yep. Miles yeah. Dyson's, you know, right. Yeah, his yeah, whole his, sacrifice, his heroic sacrifice, where he yeah. blows himself up because it's like, yeah. oh, it's still gonna happen, and it's still, which is one of the reasons why Dark Fate is so spectacularly awesome <laughs> because it takes the. Um, like the breadcrumbs that were left from T two, and actually follows them to a logical conclusion. Because right. yeah. she's like, she's like, yeah, no, I stopped Judgment Day. She's like, you're welcome. Yeah, and then yeah. you find out that of lives. a different Judgment Day happened, but she thinks it's Skynet, but it's not Skynet. It's this thing called Legion, Legion. Yeah. and it's like a different type of AI. It wasn't like the military AI from the first couple of movies. It was this new AI. So it's like and a it's not different book. Like right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like a different thing. So it yeah. feels fresh and different as opposed to just oh no, still Skynet. Just later. <laughs> well, you know why I also think that is the best of all the sequels after T2? Easily. Dark, talking about Dark Oh, Day, yeah. Which, Easily. You know, yeah, yeah. Didn't do well, and, and we'll talk later about but yeah, that. Yeah, before we go into it yeah. too hard, so let's talk about the other, you know, kind of continuities, right? right? So, so we've got we've got T1, T2, T3, Terminator Salvation, all one, one sort of continuity. Yep. Then you've got T1, T2, and then Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Fuck yeah. Which right. is a, an amazing show. Uh, and then you have Terminator... Now you remove Terminator Two from Terminator Genesis. You, you right. don't. Th- so Terminator Genesis, I thought was um, because uh, John Connor still has the same scar yeah. on his eye. So it, Terminator Genesis, I thought, still does connect to Terminator Two. Yeah. Well. Well, that's interesting too. So, and uh, we'll put this up. We made a little like uh, cheat sheet of all this information. Like we're studying for class. <laughs> this and so we'll very, put very this up on uh, on uh, Cannon Fodder Podcast. It'll be uh, Instagram and con- Cannon Fodder Podcast One N dot com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so when I was looking through these things, Terminator Genesis doesn't necessarily like discount or or you know like doesn't like avoid what happened in T2 and T3 and, and Terminator Salvation, but the very time travel nature of it erases those things from ever happening. Right, that's, right. that's a good so, point, so because it goes back to essentially one right. and then brings in the T-1000. Right, right. right. So yeah, for yeah, instance, so it erases you know, the other two from that. That's a good point. It, you know, like, it's, it's 
great references, you know, what the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies does. Right. Right. Yep. So, like, it, it comes from the future. Right. And, yeah. you know, so Spock comes back. So there's still, you know, there's still Khan. There's still all these things out there. And, like, they reference all the movies. But sure. because, you know, because the they go so far into the into the past of Star Trek, they change what goes forward. So exactly. For instance, you know, the movie, you know, starts out and uh, it is Terminator. You know, like, so, 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 you know, like, yeah, you have this scene in the future where, you know, you see Kyle and John. But then you have this great sequence where this older Terminator... And and uh, Sarah Connor kill the exact Terminator who started the whole thing. Right. Yep. The original T eight hundred. Right. And have him kill and like you know they they recast Bill Paxton and they they, they shoot it just yeah. like on that. The- can we just talk for a second how that was so that was absolutely criminal <laughs> to remake that scene shot for shot yeah. without Bill Paxton and there's the other guy who's like a, a famous like character actor um was one of the the, the goons also yeah Th- like that was just an absolute travesty to remake that because that is a scene that's a perfect example of a scene that can like only exist in the time era that it was made in the yep. 80s like it doesn't make any sense it's not like, at uh. all <laughs> and it's so aggressively 80s like in the yeah. way that, in the way that like the 80s wasn't as 80s as back to the future like, right right <laughs> well, yeah like, yeah exactly like la is like aggressively 80s in that right time. exactly <laughs> uh, but so yeah so this, i think you're absolutely right i think that's what happens with Terminator Genesis is they they try to just redo the entire thing yeah. and that's why they I, I think, I think, I think that's why everything. they went out of their way to give you those shot for shot remakes of those original scenes to like make you make you think like okay nothing else has ever happened this yeah. is now the first Terminator movie like yeah. this is where it all begins <laughs> and it sets up something fun when you're thinking about time travel there's this great line that John Connor says during one of the fight sequences when he's now evil and explosive. oh god he's so t- it's so <laughs> terrible that's the worst <laughs> Genesis was so bad it's he's yelling at uh He's yelling at Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. He says, "You are nothing but a relic from a deleted timeline." Yep, which yeah. is interesting because, like, you know, like with this constant time travel, it's just things are constantly changing. Which they then, jumping ahead, get into Dark Fate because apparently Sarah Connor has spent her entire life killing random Terminators from different timelines, coming back like. Well, no, see, okay, yeah. so so I want to talk about that because yeah. I don't think they're from different timelines. The way she explains it in the movie sounded to me like it was an actually kind of like a brilliant battle strategy on Skynet's part because they make it sound, her explanation makes it sound like they actually sent back multiple Terminators. Right. But the to way multiple they're, different timelines. No, 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 like all to the same timeline. But their programming works in such a way that one is not activated until another one fails. And we've right. never seen a movie where a Terminator actually succeeds in their mission. Right. So the f- opening scene of Dark Fate is amazing because they think they're safe. Like, they're just running from the government. They think the Terminator's gone. They print right. the Judgment Day. They only thought of the one Terminator. And then all of a sudden, boom, another one shows up. Yep. And you just it, you just kind of assume that, like, that Terminator got activated after the T-1000 failed. And then, or even all the way back to, like, the original Terminator. He could have been roaming, searching for Sarah Connor for years. Like, who knows? Because he probably didn't turn up in LA, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And then, like, Sarah Connor doesn't know because she thinks that she's safe. They're just running from the government, not Terminators. And then, boom, he just, it was such a great scene in Dark Fate. He just walks up, bam, fucking yeah. dead, John Connor, uh, bye. Like, and it, it was, was so cool with the digital image of Ed- Edward Furlong, yeah. too, to make it, like, even more continuity with, right. with Terminator So too. it's like a brilliant battle yeah. strategy, like, on the part of Skynet because it's like you think, make them make your enemy think this is the only threat. And if they somehow manage to neutralize it, I've got four more fucking waiting for them ready yeah. to go, you know, like. Yeah. And what's also great, too, is that, like, it means that 
means that like you can't win against Skynet. Yeah. Because even if you know in the future from when these guys were sent back, Skynet is destroyed, then they still exist as relics. So potentially right. Skynet could. It's crazy. Right. So, so the, the whole thing, which is the whole yeah. thing you got from Terminator Two, which is why Terminator Two is so good because you find that scene where you like you wonder how Miles Dyson is like doing what he's doing, right. and then you see he's got the fucking hand, which mm-hmm. is so great because it, it it enters that like that time loop theory that you get in any time travel movie. Yep. Where it's like you know where in T two it almost becomes they sort of imply that Skynet was created because they found Skynet tech lying around in the first movie but where did that fucking tech come from in the first place you get this like awesome time loop yep. uh, yeah. yeah the way that the way that I think about it and one of the reasons why you can never beat Skynet is because it's it's almost like uh, that movie Edge of Tomorrow right where they are resetting the day right so right. essentially after t- the events of Terminator 2 um, those those events happening in Terminator 2, that is Skynet resetting the day. Right. So, and essentially that's why we have all of these different continuities is because, like you said, you can't beat Skynet, right? Which we'll get a chance and, and, and a little bit later on in the podcast to talk about a couple of different theories and ideas that I have on ways that you could beat Skynet in the future, but... <laughs> Neither here nor there. But the, the reason why you can't is because they do have that ability to just kind of reset the day. And they keep learning from themselves when they go back in time, right? So they're sending machines back in time, and then they're able to learn from those machines and, like, the, the information that they gather. Yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles really gets deep into that. Like right. Where there's this, you know... There's a team of resistance fighters unrelated to John and Sarah that eventually yep. you know, they cross paths with. Yeah. And like there's all these – there seems to be not only are the resistance going back in time to stop things. You have Terminators going back in time to help things. You know, you have this one Terminator who marries this woman who's supposed to be creating this traffic camera system for L.A. that eventually becomes part of Skynet. Yep, so like yep. he goes back in time to like – be that supportive boyfriend so she can get the project off the ground which is crazy and yep. then so so it, it's like this it's almost like it's a cold war yeah where like they're each going back and forth trying to like well and that's one of the things that makes the Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor Chronicles so good is that it again before like Dark Fate this was the only one that I felt like really logically followed T2 so it makes yeah. sense that yeah. it's in one of these different Terminator universes because you know you you start with like they're, they're on the run because like they know that they've they're still on the run from the government and she doesn't really she isn't aware of other terminators at that point so dark fate i think kind of pulls from that too yeah 100 percent, right you know because it's like it's still there so even though john connor lived and they like quote prevented judgment day there's still something else that happened after that and having them going through like their different missions in the in the movie where they find like you mentioned like different characters that are doing different things that eventually become part of Skynet I thought that was so brilliant because it you it makes it it makes it like less linear and more like you know like it's not just this AI and all of a sudden the AI you know instantly takes over the world there are like all these other contributing factors to it you know it wasn't just Skynet launching nukes it's all these other things that they had been slowly taking from other people developing their technology like whatever and they're like these little like you know targeted missions to you know stop that or whatever I thought Sarah Connor Chronicles is so fucking and good. I think it's because yeah. of Sarah Connor I think that's the thing why Salvation T3 don't work yep. you know Terminator's not about John Connor. John Connor is this idea in the future. Right. But, like, the movies themselves are about Sarah Connor. That's mm-hmm. why I think Dark Fate worked so well. That's why the Con- Sarah Connor Chronicles work so well. You know, it's just, you know, she's a great character, and it should be yeah. all about her. 
I agree. I agree. And and it kind of tracks with what we were talking about before because imagine if like in Dark Fate or even with the Sarah Connor Chronicles when there's multiple Terminators that are sent back, you know, even if it's all in the same timeline, one is sent to murder and then others are sent to, let's say, observe. Yep. So right. that's how Skynet can continuously learn in the future from all of the experiences that yeah. have happened. And then you can have the thing where if one of the Terminators fails and gets destroyed, well, then that's when one of the other Terminators, yep. you know, takes over. Yep. Right? If but I the question could. is, how come they only sent one T-1000 back in Terminator 2? Or, like, how many T-800s? When was it sent back? Was it because in Terminator 2, and if you're determining that as canon, there's two separate times that they are sending <coughs> robots back. So then, right. so you have it happen in 1984, but then in the future, there is a second time. So that is a future where they had sent it back in the first place, but then also sent it back again. Right. Right? So they, they've done it now twice. Right. Yeah, right? Which, is, which is interesting. With that, yeah, with that timeline, right? So the idea of Terminator is that Terminator 1 works off the premise that the Resistance won. Right. But, like, the last-ditch effort yep. as they were winning right. was that, you know, they sent back a Terminator. Right. And then the Resistance sends back a person. Right. Kyle Reese. Yep. But then, once you have T2 and you have a more advanced Terminator than the one that was sent back to 1984, that implies that, okay, the Resistance didn't completely win or something's up. And then also... There's this idea that, okay, then they can just keep on making time machines. Like, right. It's a nice, tight story in Terminator where it's just like, all right, there's one time machine. We took it over right after they yep. used it the first time. So then we send somebody back, and then nobody else can send them back. Yep. But then T2 opens up this door like we were just talking about where, like, right. they can constantly send people back. And that's what's so, like, creepy about T uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles is that one episode where it seems like this one Terminator that they happen across his entire mission was just to collect a bunch of this metal that yep. they make the yeah. Terminators out of. Yep. And then he goes into a vault, and then he just the, the doors close, yeah. and he's just staring. Like he's just he's staring. Yeah. Like yeah. This, this whole Terminator was sent back in time, just collect a bunch of metal, and then he just waits twenty years. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, very machine like. Right? Yeah. Because he doesn't care. Like he doesn't need to eat. Doesn't doesn't feel. Doesn't yeah. need to sleep. Doesn't need to do anything. So it's just yeah, just wait and and go into sleep mode for twenty years. And was, I think the yeah. time. I think the time machine thing that you mentioned is one of the few things that Genesis actually positively contributes to the overall franchise because like you made the comment Anthony about you know it's like well why did they just you know fucking send a bunch back in the time yeah. machine like you yeah. know but in Genesis the one the one good thing the only thing I would give credit for Genesis of doing is showing you how fucking difficult and cumbersome it is to use the time machine and how <laughs> yeah. you can really only send yes. like you know one thing two people max at a time yeah. like through it so like that kind of helps you with that answer of like you know like you know the, the fucking nerds like why did they just send a whole army of terminators that can travel through time and it's like well it's not that easy you know so yeah, it's right. like yeah. so it's like that's the one good thing i like from genesis they show you that it's like not just you know it's not like time traveling in the x-men where cable pops the thing out of his fucking arm and he's yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they do body slide they yeah have these great like lines in the movies where like they talk about how the records were destroyed during the war so that's why the terminator can't just go to la 
right. blow himself up like right. a yeah. bomb. Right. Because he doesn't know who or where Sarah Connor is. He just knows her name. That's why, you know, he pulls out the uh, the phone book and he just goes through the list, killing them in order and all yep. that. Yep. So, like, they do a good job of showing that, like, it's not, like, as simple as just finding her and killing her. Like, right. you can't just, just you know, because, you know, if somebody's trying to kill us, like, you know, we could be in this town or another town. You, you, you don't know. So. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about how, switching back to the original, quote, original timeline that includes salvation, can we talk about just what a fucking waste of story and camera time it was to even have Sam Worthington's character, like, at all. Yeah, just he was, the whole storyline with yeah. him was completely fucking stupid and useless. Yeah, it was useless. The whole thing was so useless. Like, it didn't even, like, he didn't even matter. Yeah, it contributed nothing to anything. No, because like, he, and then he, he, because they, you know, the only thing that mattered was his heart at right, the end. Yeah, right, yeah, to save it's John like, Connor. Oh, like, yeah. and, and, like, that's the whole point is that when he dies, he's sick and he dies in the beginning, he's donating his body to science. Ugh. But then they make him a robot. Like, it just doesn't make any sense yeah because he wasn't he like a criminal too wasn't yeah, that the thing yeah, he, he was in jail yeah. and he don't yeah he doesn't and then how does he end up in, uh, so and he bad. kisses the girl when oh, he kisses so uh yeah uh, helena bottom carter yeah wait yeah. i forget how they how they how do they explain him getting to the future i forget that part uh well he, he just wakes yeah. up he just wakes so, up so like, they don't explain it no 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 they do in a sense so like i forget so yeah he just wakes up so in the he future. donates his body to science right he's on yeah. death row pre-judgment right yep but who he's d- donating himself to is like a cyberdyne related system. Yeah. So, so he yeah he, so he donates survives right Judgment Day. It's not right. that he, it's not that he like travels through time. It's just that he is just a tool. His body, his his organic oh, okay. material is something that's that um, Skynet uses in the future, as then an infiltrator. Right. What if, what if, they gave him this little enhancements or whatever. And then the same company that does the cryo freezing from Demolition Man throws <laughs> him, and then he wakes up in the future. Uh, that would be it. Would be, yeah. it would be interesting. You know, you, but you can have John Connor using the three shells. I, I do. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, how do you use the three seashells? <laughs> so I think I, I think that uh, especially with um, with Salvation and the Sam Worthington character, you you. You you kind of see where they get the enhancement idea from in Dark Fate, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's as that's essentially like the first step to creating enhancements, and and you could see like you could say that Dark Fate could technically be like linked into uh, into the the salvation storyline as well because you could say that okay the enhancements that they learn about and that they give to humans was actually created from that sam worthington character well it can't be linked because john connor's dead no but see that's in the, dark that's fate the whole oh that's a good point but that's oh. the whole but thing the, but the idea yes yeah, so right i mean i definitely yeah. think like I, I would say it's definitely like an inspiration yeah. because yeah. that is again i was talking before about the plot breadcrumbs like yeah. dark fate that's another one i think they got right because even though it wasn't explicitly mentioned in t1 or t2 the idea of experimenting on humans in that way it just stands to reason because one of the things we've seen across all terminator movies is that when they reference the future the humans have always co-opted the uh the technology from 
Skynet or Legion, whoever it is, for their own purposes. So it just really stands to reason the next logical step in that is they start to experiment on that technology and make some sort of like you know cybernetic enhancements for human beings. And that's why Grace's character in Dark Fate is so fucking cool. And the way they explain it is so cool too about how it like hyperactivates her metabolism. Yes. So she yeah. needs that like medicine. It's meant just for like short controlled things. You know, it's like oh so good. Dark Fate was so fucking good. Yeah, I really like that. I, I it was almost like a built in kind of kryptonite. So it wasn't it doesn't make the character as powerful as a Terminator. Right. Right. But it and still at the same time human. Right. Just enhanced. And, right? and, and it's great. logical, like like you're saying, Matt. You know, like if, if you were to just be like stealing someone else's technology and, put, and piecing it together with broken pieces, or you know, like because where are they getting this stuff in her? Like it's right. stuff that they stole or they salvaged. It wouldn't be perfect, right? And getting back to this whole timeline thing, what here's what I think is brilliant about Terminator. At, at its heart, Terminator is it's a self fulfilling prophecy. You know, like, like yep. you know, like John Connor father is from the future how did that happen the first time you can never figure exactly it's that time loop thing and they just go into the time loops so like when you talk about like movies like like jurassic world which pretends that you know jurassic park 2 and 3 didn't happen or you talk about like superman returns pretend superman 3 and 4 didn't happen they're just flat I pretend out that too. Yeah, they're just <laughs> they're just flat out pretending these things. Nuclear never Man happened. is the best, right? There's no, you know, these just didn't happen. But in Terminator, they can pretend these things didn't happen by just erasing them via time travel. Exactly. Yeah. So potentially, yeah. you know, like we, when you talk about at the end of Terminator Genesis, you know, like they're going forward, you know, you still don't know where that Terminator came from that yeah. goes back yeah. in time and protects Sarah Connor when yep. she's a kid. Right. They never explain it. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, what's interesting is that. You know that could be from the future of Dark Fate or from Salvation. You know, like you know, yeah. like it, it right? Because so they could just because you know, like they could go forward and then come back. Dude, and, and I'm so glad you said that because that for me is one of the most disappointing things about Dark Fate. So again, as we know, Dark Fate was meant to be the beginning of a new trilogy. That mm-hmm. you know, who knows what it would have tied together. But the way they started it, they could have made it tie in a lot of other stuff that the movie had actually kind of erased. But you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because they fucked up the last two times with Genesis and Salvation, it was like too little, too late. Even though it was like it, most fans unanimously said it was the best Terminator movie since T2, which I completely agree with, it was just too little, too late because we've had to suffer through three garbage movies over the last decade to get to this point. Yeah. So people were just like, you know what, I'd, uh, I'm done now. But it's really upsetting because I really would have loved to see how they continued that story from Dark Fate. Like yeah. I, I, I want to see yeah, it because it flipped your expectations. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. You're watching that so. movie, and you're in, you know, from well into the movie, you're expecting the woman that um, that Sarah Connor saves to to be the f- mother right. of the right. resistance fight, and then to flip it and to have her know she is the leader of the resistance. Yeah, it's that's amazing great because you know that's something that you can only do, and, and I think we'll talk about this when some of the best series, like when they continue or they reboot, like they they use all this past continuity and canon yep. as a way to like make the future stories better like they don't like yeah agree you know, like they use these because they create expectations you know like you're watching you know, you've watched you know seven you know terminator movies over the past couple of years yep. you know you expect this is the rule like you know this right. leads to this leads to this yeah. and what's great about dark fate is they're like no we're going to flip the switch on you and that was the other thing i liked about dark fate so in terms of tying the universe not tying the universe together but like the this universe the t1 t2 and then dark fate the i keep on talking about these these plot points my favorite plot point was the arnold 
T eight hundred what they did with yeah. it because like you knew they were gonna bring him back and I'm not gonna lie when I first saw like you know the trailers for Dark Fate I thought it looked cool but I was like all right how the fuck they're doing old Arnold again like old yeah, yeah like exactly, how are they gonna exactly. do this like, like you know, they just did this right. in Genesis and and, and, and I like the, I like the idea from Genesis where they're like you know oh it's the organic skin outside of him still ages well, that's a cool little yeah, twist right yeah because it's that makes sense yeah. yeah so the coolest thing for me from Dark Fate was the fact that it took what was like a, a pretty significant plot point from T two about um, the Terminator like bonding with John Connor and just like extrapolated that out 25 30 years because when you think about it it's like you know we talked about before like, the terminators are programmed right they're machines mm-hmm. and this terminator and from dark fate the the t800 he completed his mission so what's left for him after that you know from t1 or, or from t2 that the battery inside him lasts like a thousand years or whatever it is right. so logically speaking what is this robot that has a limitless supply of energy do after its primary mission is completed because nobody else is sending programs back through time so it just stands to reason for me it's like a logical conclusion that it would just sort of naturally you know first five six years kind of wandering around and the more it just naturally interacts with humans it doesn't need to eat it doesn't need to sleep they're just kind of constantly interacting and taking things in and it's almost like the basis of the AI from the beginning. It starts to learn because it's AI. Right. And it learns things like compassion and human interaction. And, like, you know, Dark Fate glossed over it a little bit too quickly for my taste. Like, his explanation, I wish they spent a little bit more time on it. But the idea itself is, like, so brilliant to me. Yeah. Like, so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like it as well. And and with, with the way that, that Dark Fate ends, it's still lets you have a continuation of the story because unlike Terminator 2 in Dark Fate it's almost like they understand that they're never going to beat Skynet until they they face Skynet in the future right like that they're always going to end up you know having to fight against Terminators and that's why Sarah and um uh, what was the other character's name? Sorry. Um, so that's why Sarah Connor and um, and, and the new and, and the, the new, new Connor, yeah, yeah and the new John Connor. I forget what her name was. It was. Uh, I don't even have that in here. Oh, oh, Natalie. Oh, Danny Ramos. Yeah, yeah Danny, Danny Ramos. Ramos. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Danny Ramos. So when um, when Sarah and Danny Ramos, you know, kind of drive off in the future, it's it, she. That's when she's actually going to train her right. to become the the new John Connor, that next John Connor, right? Yeah. So it's it's Sarah Connor who's really the person who's of importance because she trains all the other people. But I also think that it's a great indication that the humans also are never going to lose because there's always going to be someone to be a new John Connor. Right. Right. And you can you can try and kill you know, Sarah Connor or whatever, even if Sarah Connor dies, you're always going to have someone going to be there to lead the human resistance against the machines. Which is such a cool, um, like, paradox almost. We talked about, like, the time loop. Like, there's always going to be some version of Skynet. There's always going to be somebody that comes back and fathers John Connor. Yep. <laughs> Just like there's always going to be a leader of the resistance, whether it's John Connor, Catherine uh, uh, Brewster, Danny Ramos. There's always yeah. going to be a leader. So it's like you're the whole thing is just constantly stuck in this loop but it's awesome yeah like, it's awesome yeah <laughs> and it's and it, it really is really really cool and it allows you to then do some really cool things with some of the sequels if we decided to go from here right and in my opinion if they were going to make 
sequels to the Terminator, they should no longer do anything that's in the past anymore. Right. They should only do what Salvation was trying to do and to do those stories in the future in order to show like the humans actually fighting against the right. machines in the, the quote-unquote future. But that just means more Arnold. Like, I feel like the problem with Terminator is that like... It's, it's too based too, around Arnold. It's too tied yeah. into like the idea of John Connor and having to see Arnold like cuz even in Salvation where it's just a cameo it's still like it's, it's almost like this rule you can't make it without yeah, you have to have Arnold. him in there yeah, yeah. Arnold Arnold all and, and like, I th- the problem is that like it just ties itself to like to the baggage good and bad from the previous movies and right. like you just so like and and also that means that when you're going into it, people just expect, all right, there's going to be Arnold. He's going to say something that, you know, like broken English. That's kind of funny. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that it would be cool. And there's some, some different things that you can do with the whole Terminator concept. If you, if you evolve the storyline, cause it, you're right. I mean, it needs to evolve away from Arnold Schwarzenegger. It needs to evolve away from Sarah Connor and John Connor, because if you're going to take the Terminator, storyline and you want to be able to keep making Terminator movies until the end of time, you have to evolve the storyline, which really hasn't happened outside of Dark Fate and right. um, and really Terminator 2. Which is why Dark Fate is so good, because yeah. he, you know, they make it clear that um, the other Terminators that had been sent back in time that Sarah Connor has been going around destroying for the last 25 years, you can just you make the, you can easily make the assumption that those were all Arnold T-800s, right? Yeah. right. Yep. And theoretically, Carl is the last one of those, and he definitely dies in Dark Fate. Yeah. So that again is another reason why Dark Fate is so disappointing that we're not going to get a continuation because like that was what you're like that's what you want. The yeah. continuation where it moves on beyond Arnold and it's just like I love Arnold but I mean like you're right it needs to move on beyond that. Yeah, because you can't you can't have him yeah. in there and like yeah, they did a great job both in Genesis as well as in uh, Salvation in doing the CGI de-aged, right. you know, Arnold and that's only going to get better and better and better I mean, in the future. Future, in like five years, in five years, he'll be too old to do it anyway. So maybe we'll, they'll just forget about it and try again. Well, you know, well that's, yeah. so I'm yeah. sure they'll be able to do like a CGI version, j- just like they have already in done. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's I mean, the they've, thing. they've already created yeah. the mechanics behind it, so yep. they can just take those mechanics, so they don't have to to, to create it again, right? Yeah. So they could just take that and then bring it into and then polish it up a little bit yep. in, in for like a better movie in the future to be able to create something that is is going to be evolved and, and sort of different. Yeah. And yeah. getting into connections. So apparently, and I looked this up, there's this guy, Brett Azar. Shout out to Brett Azar, who apparently <laughs> played a double of Arnold in both Genesis and Dark Fate. Right, he's a bodybuilder. Uh, right, he's yeah. a bodybuilder. Right. And so he was the guy who was both the younger Arnold that goes back in time and kills not Bill Paxton. And then right. he's also <laughs> he's also the, uh, you know, the, the younger um, Dark Fate, you know, when they're showing the, you yeah. know, like the, the same... T eight hundred who kills right yeah Edward Furlong but yeah so it's yeah. but here's what I think is interesting so in this world and I'll put this out to both of you guys in this world of like the cinematic universe right yep I think Terminator is at a disadvantage kind of like what we just talked about because yeah. where what other pockets of the world can you show I mean like you know Star Trek is the original example right Star Trek is easy because okay you have one ship but they're in a federation they have tons of ships so you just have the sure. next generation you just have Voyager yep. you just have another ship yeah you just you're you following a different yep. ship you're not following the Enterprise right. you're following a different ship and I think that's because you know 
it, it's a future that has like such an expansive opportunity and like Star Wars you know you can do you know you've seen that you know with the Mandalorian and other things you know yep. you can have these things tie in but it's a world you see that with comics obviously so I'm curious like how do they solve that problem in Terminator? Like, do you see other parts of the, of the resistance? Do you see, you know, possible futures, or do you see like, like, how would you do that? What do you think? So I think that the the best way to do it, and and, and we'll go into it a little bit more after we discuss some of the other theories. But I think that the the best way to do it is is to take the storyline of Terminator One, Terminator Two, Terminator Dark Fate, and you grow it from there, and then take that into the future, where even like. Try and make them uh, a connector movie like soon, so that you can have Linda Hamilton in it because she was amazing in Dark Fate. Yeah, right. So She's still in shape. Like, yeah, she was. She, she was in great shape. Yeah. yeah, badass. Yeah, and she was yeah. like she was so irreverent and like badass. Like it was so cool. Yeah, she was so crotchety. I loved it. Yeah, and so you could take her showing her, you know, and doing like a, a scene where you're you're she is training, you know, the the, the new leader of the resistance. Um, uh, what was it, Danny? Danielle? Danny Ramos. Yeah, Danny, Danny Ramos, Ramos yeah. right? So you could you could show her training Danny, and then, um, you know, and then for some reason, like there's just a battle. Like then it's she's in the future, and you actually see Sarah Connor after Judgment Day has happened, right. and she's actually fighting in the future, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so she thinks that she stopped Judgment Day. But it's not actually the case. Judgment right. Day was just delayed, right? And you actually see Sarah Connor in the future fighting, yeah. right? But then she dies in the future, and then Danny takes over, and you can kind of build the storyline around that and evolve it from there so that you're only moving forward. And let's say at the end of a trilogy, you know, the humans win. So yeah. then it's all about, like... See, because I, I mean, it's a story, so it has to have an ending, right? The, and the ending is like no, Stan it Lee doesn't. Said, yeah, Stan Lee said comic books are all middle act. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like the Terminators are a perfect example of that. Like they they always have to still be fighting. <laughs> see what <laughs> see what I would do. What I would do is I think the best way to continue the story or to connect it is to again you just I- ignore Salvation, ignore T three, ignore Genesis because there's no need to include any of that garbage. T one, T two, Dark Fate, mm-hmm. um, and then. I would take the I would take a page from the Sarah Connor Chronicle playbook and get away from the whole um, you know Terminator hunting somebody who you know is a leader of the resistance. Just get away from that whole concept and actually do have them going on like whatever group you want to have Sarah Connor and and Danny and like you know maybe they maybe you find out Grace survives or something like that anything along those lines they send somebody else back you know um and you have them going on targeted missions like with intel from the future to help prevent legion from being born because right. you know the one thing that you don't really you, you sort of kind of forget in dark fate is that it's not like T2 where they're trying to prevent Judgment Day. It's very much more like T1 where they're just trying to protect Danny. There's no action that they're doing or taking to try to prevent Legion from being created. Right. So I think it would yeah. be cool if you make a series of movies that just has them. It's like, okay, you know, we saved Danny, but we've done absolutely dick all to stop Legion from being formed. Now let's go find out what we can do to stop that. Because Sarah Connor is probably going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, like I did it once. Let's do it again, you know? Like, yeah. I think it would be cool to just continue it that way and just get away from, you know, the whole 
protecting like terminators coming back to kill somebody because they're important like you know you haven't had like i said the intelligence is being sent back um from the resistance and legion finds out about that so they send machines back to just help them stop those missions you know like so yeah something like that i think would be cool yeah i i i, I think that would actually be really awesome i'd love to be able to see like a series rather than a movie yeah, yeah. right where they could actually do something where it's it, just like you said it's like it's, it's like the resistance fighters and they're they're trying to do like you, you, you slowly see it right where the resistance fighters are starting to be built before even Judgment Day happens, right? right? Because it's almost like a cult, sleeper that, cell, yeah, like a sleeper cell, yep. like and like a cult that Sarah Connor creates, right? Based on her and Danny as like the the driving force behind it, right? Yeah, and so and so they can you know kind of create that, and then being able to then see that through the series. At where it gets to the point where eventually Judgment Day happens. Yeah, get Munich on it, you know. Yeah, you yeah. know, like have because you can get into the the morality of it, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, because that that's what what Munich did so well, yep. and, and you could have it be, you know, this team is maybe have them not related to the Connors at all. Just have them maybe yep. they were sent there, but like neither one of the uh, none of the team members are Connors, or like you don't have John yep. and Sarah Connor. Just have just these guys going back in time, and you know you, you do the Munich thing where there is a morality to it. Like they yeah. they're being sent back in time, and they're killing people with family. Maybe they gotta kill a kid. Yep. You know, and, the, and like the morality of it. Okay, you're killing a couple people to to stop the deaths of seven billion right. souls or whatever it might be. But like, get into that like the morality of it. Yeah. I feel like that would be a fun way to do it. Which is one because then, the- then it flips the the script from Terminator. Whereas yep. like you know, in Terminator, you know. The human is trying to stop the Terminator from killing people, and now it's the Terminators yeah. stopping the Resistance right, yeah. fighter. And, from and how people. awesome would it be if you actually took real Boston Dynamics robots <laughs> and put them in? No, seriously. So, like, as you're yeah. like as you're going through the time yeah. of like, you can see, and just like you said, the morality issue, right? So it's like, well, we have all we're creating these artificial intelligence so that humans don't yep. have to do it, right? So right. it's like it's like a robot that is going to go and. Dis- dismantle a bomb right so even if the bomb blows up the robot blows up but a human doesn't blow up boston right. you're not you're not boston dynamics is skynet <laughs> dude, they, dude, they really are. I mean, with a lot of the the robots that they're making right now they're they're starting to be used um as of right now on construction sites yep. right there a lot of the the quote-unquote canine robots or the dog robots that yep. they have are being used to inspect and and yeah. do get into places that that humans it's either dangerous for them to be able to to fit into or they can't fit into so they're able to use the robots and the cameras to inspect yep. places and and create uh, an environment that is now blending technology with human yep. like sweat and grit right so so before we move on to the other the non to the, to the, the non film world i just want to say something blasphemous about t2 Uh-oh. oh no i don't like the t1000 Never have. I think it's. I think he's a wow. stupid. I think he's a stu- because you know why? I'll tell you why. The, no the idea of the T one thousand is cool. You know the the gooey looks metal. Amazing. And it was, and right. it, was, it, was also, it was also right. a sci fi yeah. like leap forward. Right. Like yeah. when 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 James Cameron did that in T two. Right. Like it was almost like Star Wars. Yeah. It, it had never been right. done before. It right. still looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not talking yeah. about the movie. I'm talking yeah. from a story perspective because. When you think of when you take everything that you know in T one and T two about Skynet and how they work their technology and what they do, please explain to me where the fucking just you know 
Where's the power source? Where's the computer chip? Where, like, what is powering? A, he's just a pile of goo. There's nothing there. He's a fucking pile of goo. Like, that's just too sci-fi for what they're what they've established in the universe. Which is yeah. yet another reason why I think Dark Fate is brilliant because Dark Fate has their version of the T-1000, which they call right. the Rev-9, um, right. where it's a combination of the liquid metal plus the the exoskeleton. Which they and, borrowed and the from T-3. Yeah, they, did, they actually did borrow. T-3 the, correct. created it. Right, I mean, yeah. that, correct. So, like, yeah. so I like that idea better because it's like you have the, the, the idea that theirs were all like the you know the inner workings and the technology is but part of that side effect of the technology is this ability to have the right, the liquid metal the liquid and the metal fact that it could split it was yeah so it was cool. so cool yeah, the liquid so metal has too. to turn into skin right because the whole right the whole right. sci-fi concept which is why they can't come back with you know like laser weapons right, right is that the skin there's something about the skin covering that makes time travel exactly. possible yeah so it has so, to be so organic so at some point it, yeah becomes organic it becomes organic yeah. right it doesn't make so, any sense well, so, so within their own it, their it country very similar themselves. to iron man right so in 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 you know uh infinity war right he's got the nanobots that are on there that right. create see, that but, nanobot suit see but it can but they never they never reference that was the one thing i was thinking too but they never reference it at all whatsoever. They, they never so, get into the specifics right, but my, of but how my, liquid metal But works, my point but. is, though, like you need to mention it in some way because they've taken so much time to think about those things. Like you mentioned, but like you know, like in T1, like, why do you bring back the laser guns? It's like only organic matter. And it's like, you know, so they, they take the time yeah. to spell all this out for you and then they break their own rules, essentially, right. with the T1000. Because like you said, you know, so, okay, so is it metal? Can the metal form skin? Like there's just something missing from it, which is why, again, the, the T1000, the T whatever from t3 and the rev 9 from dark fate yeah Yeah, make more (laughs) sense because it's not just a pile of goo that can form into different weapons and shapes or whatever it's there's an actual endoskeleton underneath it covered by this other shit this liquid metal because again the nanotech does make the most sense but they don't even reference anything remotely close to that kind of technology in any of the movies. So it's just it's it's one thing that's always stuck out stuck out for me about t2 but like it's hard to you know fault the movie for because it's just such a fucking epic movie and it is like yeah. a small point but they, they break their own rules a little bit but then bit. they do fix it by having you know the next generation then have both because well yeah that's what yeah. I'm saying yeah. Yeah. what I love yeah, about yeah, yeah. it too is that like that's actually the fact that it's all liquid metal as cool as it is right I think they Skynet realizes that that's actually not a very effective weapon because it has right. no bolt right so yeah. you know like so many times throughout T2 you know they're they're able to slow it down or blow it up or push it back because it has no uh, weight. Exactly. No right. Yeah, it just right. goes right through everything. Whereas, you know, and you see with uh, the TX yep. and the Rev-9 later on, is that like, okay, it still has the bulk. It, it still is able to absorb the bullets right. and keep moving. It right. still has, like, weight behind it. Which even yeah. more, so that's an even, that's another thing. So you mentioning that just made me think of another thing that doesn't even make any sense. Because in theory, if the T-1000 was, like, smart with how it fought... It should have been, it, like, a shotgun blast shouldn't have opened its chest up because it's able to form weapons in its hand that can just cut through steel. Why doesn't it have the, the self-awareness that when you're getting shot, just harden up where the bullet is coming so it just bounces off you and doesn't slow you down at all? Or how cool would it be? Fuck you, T-1000. <laughs> you suck. How cool would it be if it just all of a sudden, like, there's just a point. hole in its chest? Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, like, and, like, the bullets go right. Yeah. Like, like the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, man, fuck. 
fuck the T one thousand. Now I, I'm mad. Yeah, and and I also think that the T one thousand was like it's it's almost like once you figure out how to beat it, well then it's easy and you can beat it every time. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, like they did in uh, in Terminator Genesis, right? right? Where they have essentially it's like hydrochloric acid. Yeah, and they just you know she shoots the hydrochloric acid. Yep. and it just rains down on the liquid metal, yep. and then okay, melts the liquid metal. Yep. Right. So which I thought was a really cool scene. I thought that was like a, that was a cool really scene. Cool and when Arnold like yeah, holds him like in there, and he's it. like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, right? and yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the acid is like dripping onto his it's arm very as Batman. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah very it's like, Batman. It's like, it's like yeah. they had an unlimited amount of time. Yep. So that they could they could prepare the perfect trap for the, the kill box. Yeah, yeah, the kill box. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about the fodder. Okay, so we talked about the cannon. So let's talk about the fodder. <laughs> okay, so we've got some great non-film crossovers, right? So, so there's good. been a lot of different uh, video games and everything else, right? And so now we're going to get a chance to to get into the theories of okay, what would this look like if we could create a different shared universe? So they've had. Uh, comic books about RoboCop versus Terminator. One of the very first, right? Which is one of the yeah. yeah the first kind of crossovers. Which your theory behind it, and I, I want you to go into it a little bit um, when, when we're talking about this. Now, this was a Frank Miller comic uh, that came out in 1992, and essentially Skynet is sending Terminators back in time to Detroit uh, to protect RoboCop from a Resistance soldier that's sent back to destroy him because the technology that was used to create him is what leads to Skynet. Now, yeah. that's really, really, like, a cool story, and it's like, okay, kind of connects RoboCop with with Terminator, but at the same time, it's like, well, RoboCop was already in the future, and, and like... Is it just like the apocalypse hasn't happened yet? Is that is that now where we go? So like as we were just talking about, right? The slow progression towards when Judgment Day comes is actually RoboCop. Could be. And and here's what I like about this too is that um, RoboCop is another another series that needs a hand, right? Like they don't know where they're going with yeah. it. You know, it's another property that hasn't been well served over the past ten years. And and you know, you, you talk about Terminator, it's the same way. So yeah. You, so you could easily, you know, build this up. You know, OCP could be, you know, like the the, the yeah. forerunner of of Cyberdyne Cyber systems. And yeah, and, Sky, and creates the Skynet to yeah. control an army of Robocops. They they realize that okay, Robocop is like a great thing, and then they bring in an army of Robocops. Yeah, yeah so because it has I mean it the you know, Robocop has the Robocop himself has so many elements of the what would eventually, you know, become the just Cyberdyne systems and, and the T eight hundreds in general, just you know, it's all like right there. And those T ones <laughs> from Terminator three, those those kinda like they look like part Segway, part tank. Yeah. Those ones look very much like Robocop. Yeah, too. the O C P things. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking like, comply, like, comply. Yeah, comply. Yeah, <laughs> either side yeah you know like the the central battery yeah it's, yeah and it's, it's such a cool theory to think about it's like you know if you think that you know when you if, if you if you take the idea that skynet had been around for a while before it became self-aware yeah. like part you can like make the argument that some of the things that lead to it becoming self-aware are witnessing things like the robocop project and being like oh cool idea but hey let me make it better by making him all machine you know like, like taking all these things yeah and then when it's finally ready to strike then it's like ah now i'm self-aware 
and you could make it very relevant to things that are happening today because we're we're seeing right now where people are up in arms and protesting against the police, right? Right. Because there's too much human error that's happening when people are being arrested and and obviously being shot and things like that because police officers are quite frankly afraid for their own lives, right? But if you had if you got away from that and let's say now in order to stop police killing innocent people, you create an army of robot police officers right right and so that is what they're they're doing like and and you could see how like people would so get on board with that right because now it's it's showing that there's going to be no error like if there is ever someone who pulls a gun on a on a robocop right or on a terminator like on a robot police officer right the the police officer is not going to act even if somebody points a gun at it it doesn't experience fear so it's not going to get afraid it's not going to react it's not going to shoot your dog so you could right exactly so you could see how people like around the world would embrace that idea because now you're having uh, you're having police officers that are not going to make mistakes essentially you could do the classic dystopia story where you know where you start off saying, "All right, well, the RoboCop doesn't have the fear and the bias yeah. that lead to so many problems with yep. with modern policing." But then, you know, obviously, you know, it doesn't have a heart. So then, you know, you do that thing, and then at the end of the day, you know, it's not a great cop because it doesn't right. have the compassion or whatever it may be that you right. need to be the perfect cop. Exactly. And yeah. then that's how it slowly builds, and then yep. that's how the AI becomes self aware. Right. And it's like, oh, we, and then you're arming all of these robots, and it's just they're just poised for a takeover. Yeah. Like yeah. all of a sudden, instantly. They become self-aware. Bam! Now you've got all the police officers that have all of these weapons and everything like that. And bam! Now the robots instantly take over and start murdering people left and right because they're the ones that have all of the weapons. And that's the way technology works today. You know, it's like everything builds off each other. You know, like you know, there's all these patent wars when it comes to you know um, apps and, and everything today. So it's like yeah. you know, so even if OCP doesn't become the company Cyberdyne, like yep. there's no question that like whatever breakthroughs OCP um, gleams through their RoboCop program, that just lifts the whole tide of technology when it comes to AI that would then lead to then Cyberdyne, you know, building off of that. And what's what's yeah. great too is that in the video game version, which was released in 93, that, you know, it's not a direct, right? Um, it's not a direct adaptation, but, you know, it's definitely building off the comic book. Yeah. RoboCop, like, via his programming survives judgment day right and then is then fighting terminators in the future which is just exactly what you need for a side scroller like you're you're robocop oh and you're, totally and you're yeah i think i think i owned that game or i definitely played it because it was it was it was a super nintendo game yeah it was a super, super nintendo, nintendo yeah. genesis, genesis and, nintendo, uh, and regular it was, nintendo. it was all yeah. over the place yeah I don't think I ever played that game. I think but I, I, I think wish I did. That I had. I, I think I did because I think that at different times in the game, like you, at one point you play as RoboCop, and then another point yeah. you play as Terminator. Right. Because right. I was yeah. a huge like I'm surprised I actually didn't because I was when I was a kid, Terminator Two was one of those movies oh that I had on VHS and would just watch constantly. Oh yeah. Like every other fucking week. Well, like I was watching this movie. You know, and it was so cool because they created an entire action figure toy line of, well, yeah, of like course. all of these all the different toys. Yeah, yeah, like uh, of Terminator and all of these different um, all, all the different versions of the Terminator right. that were there. It was so cool. Yeah. Which is why I, mean, I wish we could get back to those days where now people are like, you know, <laughs> oh, you can't have an R-rated movie because it won't sell toys. Um, Like, yeah. were you alive in the 90s? Yeah, like, come y- on. Y- have you seen the Aliens toys? Yeah, you aliens 
yeah, Predator, like, Terminator, like RoboCop even had toys. Yeah, they, they all had. Yeah, and RoboCop was like the most brutal. And like, most of them had like cartoons, like children's cartoons too. Yeah, RoboCop Rambo had a cartoon, did, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, RoboCop had a cartoon. Yeah, I, Rambo had a cartoon. Yeah, just like <laughs> how did that happen? Like, it's like, you look back and you're just like, yeah. We all just became a little too sensitive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who can't show blood? Uh, yeah. Remember, remember <laughs> when we fought so hard in the 90s against censorship? Oh, God, uh, those were uh, the days. <laughs> so another piece of fodder. This is one that I was unfamiliar with. I vaguely remembered, like you, you know, the mm-hmm. RoboCop Terminator game. But Superman versus the Terminator. Which okay, it was a comic to, book. Yeah, I had to look up. And it's actually a great storyline. So the basic idea is that Sarah and John arrive in Metropolis. Okay. And then Terminator shows up, tries to kill John. And just like he's stopping a bank robbery, Superman shows up and he just, you know, stops yeah. the Terminator. And then he realized, oh, shit, like, you know, like, this is our future. And it's actually like a really interesting storyline where he ends up going to the future and he sees Steel. Yeah. Because Steel is is made of metal, so therefore he's part of the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> he, look, he looks robot-y enough, so yeah, throw him in a fucking yeah. storyline about robots. Yeah, perfect. And then, like, perfect. And then, like, one of the main investors in Skynet is Lex Luthor. Of course. Yeah, of course. And, of, of course, course, Cyborg of course. Superman has to be involved because he, too, is vaguely robotic. Robotic, yeah, and then, of course. There's no Brainiac. I feel like he would be a classic. Yeah, you know, he would be a good all one added. Yeah. Right. Well, see, see, that would be like, see, that you, you should find out that Brainiac is Skynet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he He's the one, he's the final boss you get to, and he's in, like, the giant dome, you yeah, know? The, the he's giant like, skull He's all ship. plugged yeah. in, yeah, you know? And he's just like... <laughs> that would be awesome. Like oh, Palpatine man. from Rise of Skywalker, but just much cooler. <laughs> well, yeah, anything would be much cooler. Yeah, so, I mean, like, these just kind of, they, they really, like, it just lends itself to, like, the Terminator is just, like, this perfect villain. And and then, you know, this could... Um, and then... And then the next couple of things, some more comics, and comics always have the best crossovers. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, of course. Well, the, so the so the so the other crossovers though that we have to talk about. So this is where it gets interesting, because this, so we've talked all about how Terminator and all the different Terminator properties just are in existence and how they all match and mesh with one another. Right. Um, and so I think that you know from our perspective. T1, T2, Dark Fate, like, that's the timeline we're going with here. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's, that's, right. that's what we should call that, that is the canon. Yeah, that is canon. T1, T2, and Dark Fate. That now, is canon. here's where it gets interesting. Because, because fandom is what it is, and there are people like us that just go out and pour through every little fucking thing, <laughs> you start to see little nuggets of, uh, of interest that get dropped along the way, and you start to think, well, is it possible that this world could also exist in this world? Right, because rather and then than you creating get, a shared universe right. like DC and Marvel are right. trying to do, From you just already go. have yeah. a shared universe I was gonna and say, you don't realize I was gonna say, it. I was going to say, you fall ass backwards into one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's this interesting theory out there which is going to tie directly into our next next episode's uh, canon universe about the connection between the alien predator universe specifically the predator universe and terminator yes Yes. oh my god which it i mean this theory is so delicious it's so great so the theory essentially comes around a video game it was an arcade game so it was alien versus predator the arcade game so it was a um, sick arcade it was a really really cool arcade game it came out in 1994 
And one of the characters in the Alien vs. Predator game was an android. As you know, they, they are and they do exist in the Alien universe, are these these androids. Right. But there is a a, um, a an android that is named Major Dutch Schaefer. He's kind of like an augmented human. This right. is like... Right, dating Genesis yep. yep. and all this other stuff and Dark Fate. Uh, so, but and he has the code of CDS one zero A three. So uh, obviously, or, or, or excuse me, the um, yeah, so CDS uh, potentially the theory behind it is that it could stand for Cyberdyne Systems, right? Because when they do talk about Ash and some of the other uh, um, androids that are in the Alien universe, it's a very similar kind of code that they they create in order right. for their their systems, right? So essentially, what this is kind of saying is that this character of Dutch in the original Predator movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger was essentially the model and it was Dutch from Predator yep. who was the model to be the T-800. Right. And that's why they all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger is because he was Dutch and they all modeled him after Dutch from the Predator. And it's amazing because when you look at, and, and, it's, and it's such an easy loophole to, to or not a loophole like well, yeah, it's a loophole to go through because in the Predator movie when you look at the official casting his name in the movie is just Dutch. Right. Yeah. Nothing. No yeah, last nothing name. Yeah. So it's easy for them to mark this, uh, to, to put this here with the last name or whatever. But what I think is great about it is when you look at, like this screenshot you found is amazing. When you look at the picture of the character Dutch from the video game, first of all, he looks like he was drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> his, his chest muscles and his his shoulder muscles are bigger than and his he's head. Got like, head. And he's got a tiny head. He's got a tiny head. So it's like Rob Liefeld. Structurally yeah. unsound. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like he's going to fall right. over. But it's like when you look at the, the way the video game character is rendered um it's obviously meant to be fucking dutch from the predator movie so it's such a cool possible connection which is going to lead directly into our next episode where we talk about the alien universe alien predator universe i should say yeah and oh boy that's a doozy and and we'll post this uh screenshot from the arcade game where it's kind of like the the character profile that kind of shows you all this info and yep you know, this is also great because this predates something from T3 where there was a deleted scene from T3 where they show uh, the generals that, um, that, that tie into the Brewster storyline okay. working on um, the Terminators. And you see Arnold Schwarzenegger being dubbed with a terrible southern accent. <laughs> and and like he is an american soldier who is the um inspiration for the terminator so they are using his face and his likeness as a model as a model yeah right and so like there's this idea where okay so that's that's where it comes from because it makes sense that like they would model these these characters off of right of people. course and then of course you know as as much I prefer this this predator as the inspiration for it. Oh, oh, absolutely! But it was also an right alien. because he's he's like a legendary soldier yeah, right. that other soldiers you can use him almost like a um, uh, almost like a like a figurehead, right? right like exactly. a symbol for other soldiers to rally behind, yep. right? And so and and also right, and then you go into the same RoboCop mindset, right? Where okay, all of the the robot officers are going to look yep. exactly the same yep. yeah. so that when you see them walking down the street, you know exactly who they are. Yep. Right? And could some of the technology from the Predator ship have inspired Skynet? Sure. Oh. Yeah. 
And then also, sure. And also, yeah. how great would a movie be if like a predator comes to Earth thinking it's going to do its regular hunting, and like Earth is now Judgment Day, post Judgment Day, and like there's Terminators everywhere in the predator. Well, so, so we were actually it. talking about this yesterday, <laughs> yeah. Because um, we were like, we were like, what would make a good like? Because the, the question came up was like, well, why would like you know the predators care about Earth? And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, a great story would be you know Judgment Day happens, the humans don't win, and the predators have always been you know traveling the universe and the cosmos, monitoring different planets, and they when they go back to monitor Earth, they found out that Skynet has taken over, and now since they've been in control for so long, they're developing the technology to travel through space and the predators are like huh nah uh uh you ain't coming to our planet motherfucker so they come in and get into a war with the with the Terminators on Earth. Like it'd be so awesome. So because it's like the only logical conclusion because once you conquer one world, right, what's your next goal is to then you know, far more resources. Yep. So you have to go into outer space. Yep. So it's a very logical, you know, kind of pathway that it goes down. And what you could do is you could actually create a, you could create a storyline where you're talking about um, uh, the humans and they, like you said, they lost, right? So right. they need to figure out a way to win. So they figure out a way to communicate with aliens. They send a message out and the predators come down and essentially save the humans' lives. They save the humanity, yep. right? from the Terminators. It would be so and awesome. Big, it would be game, so cool. And they're big game hunters, basically. Yeah, so you, right, yeah. So, of course, the Predators would want, you know, what's a really good challenge for them? Yeah. yeah. It would be Robots, the Terminators. Robots, yeah, machines. Yeah. 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 And, of course, and you know, before yeah, we close, awesome. just wanted to mention one last thing. There is a terrible Dark Horse comic from 2000 called <laughs> Alien versus Predator versus the Terminator and, like, tries to jump through all these, like, logistical hoops to have the future of alien also exist post judgment day like so that like the nostromo like you know like that future exists after like john connor has won Uh, and all this and and like the only cool thing from it from what i could read is that skynet basically goes into hibernation yeah and they eventually create a terminator that has the terminator exoskeleton but instead of using human skin it uses alien skin Oh, interesting. That's the only interesting. It, but the, no, because the acid would melt. They would have got to clean all the acid first. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they went deep into the logic. I clearly <laughs> not. But yeah, so so, so 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 this leads us perfectly then to to next week's episode, which yeah. is going to look into the uh, alien predator and. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Fuck yeah. So, so, um, as we determined, sorry, so let's go around. I mean, if you could connect Terminator to just one other universe, right? Because we've talked about a, a few that we can do here. What would that universe be and why would you do it? Ooh. Uh, or how gotta, would you do it? I got to think about that for a second. So the one I would I, I love the I absolutely love the theory behind uh, the RoboCop mindset right yeah. where yeah. where if I could do it I would connect it immediately to RoboCop and then you see how the RoboCops evolve into Terminators I think that the reasoning you could make it very relevant to today you could you could, it's very it makes it almost like really eerie because you could see how like oh this is real like this is the way that our world is really moving towards and you could actually make it a very and you bring it back 
back to like almost like Terminator's origins, where you make it sort of like a very horror story, yeah. right? And, and with sci-fi elements, right? Like the original Terminator was versus Terminator Two, which was a sci-fi story with horror elements, yep. right? So. I think that you could do a really good job. You could really make it hit close to home with a lot of people, and you could you could really develop a, a great story based on uh, the RoboCop RoboCop in the Terminator storyline, and then RoboCop eventually becomes what is Skynet and the Terminators. I would connect it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a universe where the vampires have overrun the world. Ooh. Okay. Kind of like that movie was it Daybreak, the one where the where the vampires yeah, exactly were, the yeah, vampires yeah. have taken over. So the humans' last ditch effort is to create an AI fighting machine that will stop the vampires, and it the AI turns on everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah and then you get, and then that, you get vampire. Cool. Then you get vampires versus Terminator. Vampires <laughs> versus Terminator, which wouldn't really work because vampires couldn't. I no, mean, it would be, right. be terrible. It would be terrible. It has. It would have to be like the underworld type vampires that have yes. all the cool weapons, yes. and technology, yeah, and technology. Yeah. So. All right. What about you, Ed? Well, I, I think right off the bat, RoboCop seems like the best way to go. Yeah. Just because you know, it's, a, it's also you got to think about how you know the, the only reason Alien and Predator sync up is because they're owned by the same company. Right. And so, you know, RoboCop and Terminator aren't owned by the same company, but, you know, they could work together because it's just, yeah. I think it's Sony if for so, RoboCop. If Sony and Marvel can yeah. do it, like, yeah. Sony for RoboCop. Yeah, if Sony Absolutely. and Disney can do it, then yeah. they can. No, we've seen a shared, we've seen shared universes that are done through movies. Right. Wouldn't it be cool that if they, they would do shared universes through... Like a television show, like a like a uh, like an HBO series. You mean like the Arrowverse? Well, not like not just like the Arrowverse. I'm I'm like saying, but like you each check out each the season. You would well, love of course, it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one or two episodes. Um, but it would be cool that if each season you're connecting a different universe, yeah, right? Totally. So the first season you talk about RoboCop, the next season you talk about like the fact that it was Dutch and you bring in the Predators, right? And then the right. next season after that, that's when you bring in the aliens, you know? And it's, you could kind of create this yeah, amazing shared universe, like season by season. Yep. And like that's how you can just have this continuously long story. The Ghostbusters come in. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Men in Black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's and GI Joe. Okay. Ooh, Terminator GI Joe. Terminator GI Joe would be sick. That would be cool. Yeah. Co- be cool. Co- Cobra creates something like Skynet to wipe out the GI Joes, and it turns on them, and the GI Joes and Cobra oh have God. to unite. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hope. I hope that at one point, before. They no longer can either work or no longer are on this planet. We see an action movie that has both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dwayne Johnson in it. <laughs> I would love it to be a Terminator movie. I think that would be amazing. How, how hasn't he been the Terminator? How, I know. I mean, if you were rebooting Terminator right now, I know that yeah. would be your first go-to. Yeah, it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would you, like, I just want to? I think he's too charismatic. He can't play. He's not robotic. Yeah, he can't enough. be dull. But, I mean, thinking about with, like, the way that Arnold Schwarzenegger is and, like, his age now, it would be a perfect way to blend it in is if mm-hmm. you had him come back as Dutch from Predator 
and then you, he could play that person. Yeah. Okay, now it's just in the future, yep. and he just he's Dutch, and he comes back as that, and then you see that he is the model for. I would just watch a movie of them just lifting weights, just, <laughs> just the two of them just lifting weights and eating steaks. Like isn't that uh, what yeah. the Rock's Instagram is? Exactly, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this was a good episode, guys. Yeah, let yeah. It, let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, which of our theories that do you like the best? If you could connect a universe into the Terminator universe, what would you do? How would you do it? Uh, what crossovers and Easter eggs we might have missed? Yeah, you there know, any, is, is yeah. there another movie in this series? Is there is there another? We uh, didn't miss anything. Okay, very <laughs> <good>. Never. <laughs> let it, let us know any other theories that you guys have, and uh, yeah, and we'll see you next time. Bye.